Hey everyone, I'm Elle Elliott. And I'm Connor Walden. Thanks for joining us here on this podcast. We wanted to create an audio piece to go along with the guide to creative solutions so that we can kind of give you some more information about how to do each step, some insider information on how we came up with some of the steps, and then some tips and tricks and really important things that might not be printed out on the guide. And also just a quick note, this is meant for whoever is leading your church through this process. The audio portion is not necessarily for you to share with everyone else you're welcome to, but it's just for whoever's leading to have some background information about how to use this guide in the most effective way. Yeah. So before we get started, we wanted to introduce ourselves a little bit more. So Elle, tell us more about you. So I'm an artist and Connor and I actually have a collaborative art practice and we've done some work together around creativity and we're both creative consultants. I'm an artist, but actually I'm really passionate about creativity. I love what artists make, but I really, really love how they think. And so my background is in working with nonprofits and I've also worked with different churches and organizations, basically dispelling this myth that creativity is only reserved for certain groups of people. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute about how it is a muscle that has to be practiced. And I practice it a lot as an artist, but I'm pretty passionate about being able to share that with other people, especially in this space with your church right now, about how to think of creative solutions and how to think in a different way in which you've been thinking. I'm also an artist. And as Elle said, we've been collaborating together for four years now. Uh, but a little bit more about myself. I grew up in the Methodist church. Uh, the youth group was my, my home away from home when my parents got divorced. It was kind of my third safe space that I could be in. And it really charged me to be a, have a servant's heart in everything I did. And as a good Methodist, I believe we're all called to ministry. And I believe I've been called to ministry through art in particular. And that has led me to my process of being an artist, both in and outside the Methodist church, really trying to explore how God's calling me to be creative through art expression. But for this particular project, I was really excited because knowing how to belong in church requires a lot of creativity and especially the way church exists now. And, and the several Methodist churches I've been a part of over the years, both in Dallas, Austin, Seattle, and Los Angeles, it's a big question of how do people and especially young people and artists get involved in what we call the church. Right. And I want to iterate from the very beginning. If you are listening to this, that means that you have identified that you need help or that you something has shifted in your church community, whether it's getting smaller or you have financial problems or you're not connecting with your outward community. Um, and that's why you're here. And so that's what we want to give you tools to work through that. So when I've come into different communities, organizations, or churches before, I always start out by saying this, I do not have an answer to your problem. I do not know the solution. I will not know the solution. But more I'm interested in helping give you tools and some skills and some practical things to figure it out yourself, and that you have expertise on your own community and really trusting yourself for that. This is designed to give you some different ways of thinking in new innovative spaces so that you can kind of hone down how to create some solutions for your church. Yeah, and, and working with you, Elle, we've really been able to tease out kind of the kernel of this guide, which is actually to empower every single person in your congregation to be creative, to be imaginative, to be a part of the solution, and to not just see problems, but to also see new futures for who your church can become. So we're so excited to be here with you in this process 
But at the end of the day, like Elle is saying, we trust you in this process. And we really want you to trust yourselves and trust your community as you listen and think and try to come up with creative solutions together. So speaking of creative solutions, Elle, you were telling me about this NASA study earlier about creativity. Can you tell us more? Yeah, I think that one of the best ways to explain in a concise way of why creativity is so important and also how accessible it is to anyone is this really cool study that NASA did. So they designed this test. They were looking for really creative individuals to come into their program to work for NASA. And so they were like, how do we find the most creative individuals out there to help us build rockets? And in doing creating the study, when they tested it, they found out some pretty interesting things that are really applicable to all of us here in the United States. And so what they did was they tested 1,600 children that were ages four and five years old. And of those 1,600, when they gave them this test, 98% of them scored at creative level genius, like a creative genius, 98% of these children. So then... Five years later, they tested the exact same group of children who are now nine and 10 years old. And at that point, only 30% of the group tested at creative genius level. So then they came back five years later when these children were 14 and 15 years old, and only 12% of that group tested at creative level genius. They then applied this exact same test to different groups of adults and less than 2% of adults test at creative level genius. So then the question is, why are 98% of children testing at this high level and less than 2% of adults are? And so there's been a lot of questions and a lot of um, research around this study and our education system and how we're thinking and how we basically work the creativity out of ourselves. And kind of what that shows is that we then we can exercise this muscle and learn how to be creative again because it was accessible to you when you were a child. Well, I mean, that's beautiful and, and actually really, really inspiring to know that it's not lost. So how do we how do we do that? Well, I think it's important to understand the difference. There's these two types of thinking. One is called divergent thinking and one is called convergent thinking. And so convergent thinking is when you're learning how to do a particular thing. You're getting a knowledge, you're getting a data, you're learning a skill. The best way to explain it is when you're learning how to read. And so when you're learning how to read or you're learning math, you're learning one plus one equals two, um, two plus three equals five. It's a skill that you're inputting information and you're learning how to do it linearly. Divergent thinking is when you're taking all of this dissimilar information and you're making connections and you're trying to understand it within the context of hundreds of connections. So divergent thinking is really, really important to creativity. It's how we come up with new inventions. It's how the light bulb was created or how all of these scientific innovations were created. It was someone thinking, hey, what if we add this to this? These things don't go together. Or what if we create this wild thing? And so they're putting together different points that people wouldn't normally do. They're not necessarily applying a skill. And so what happens is with children, they're very divergent thinkers. They're, that's why they're making cars out of your cardboard box or they're taking all the flour out of your kitchen cabinet and putting it all over the floor with paint. And you're like, why did you write your name on my couch? And they're like, because I was making an alien ship or you know, whatever their reasons are. So they're highly divert, we're highly divergent thinkers. 
And so the problem is often when they start school and you start learning convergent thinking, which is specific skills on how to do things, divergent levels decrease and convergent levels increase. So there's a direct result of increasing your learning to decreasing your creativity. But what we know that we can do, that's basically because of the school system and how the school system is set up. But we also know that we can teach convergent thinking and also teach divergent thinking. And so as adults, what we're trying to do to increase our creativity is learn how to think a little more divergently. Instead of saying, I've done this, I tried this, it didn't work. This is what we did in the past. This is why we should do it again. We're trying to open our brains a little bit and think, how do we think of something we haven't thought of before by connecting different points that seem like they maybe shouldn't go together? So that was a lot. And it was a lot of technical talk and numbers and percentages. But I'm really excited about this process and how accessible that we're trying to make it to your church community. Yeah. So it sounds like, Elle, that this design thinking process that we're going to be taking everybody through in this guide is that it actually asks us to flex and work on that creative muscle, that divergent thinking muscle again, and that it's it's still within us, that we're actually still capable of it, and that this process is actually going to help us get back into that imaginative state. Yeah, and it's fun, and it doesn't need to be intimidating. I think it can be intimidating if someone's like, hey, be creative, think of something that you've never thought of before. Or if someone is like, hey, save your church, or fix this huge problem that everyone else can't seem to fix. So what we've tried to do is to break it down into tiny, hopefully fun, collaborative steps to just give you a little bit more of an idea of how to to break it down into tiny little pieces and then put it together to build something new. So Elle, do you want to just tell us quickly about the design thinking process and how you came up with your own adapted version of it? Definitely. So I'm really interested in the D school out of Stanford where they have a design. It's called the D school, the design school. But they've created this design thinking process where they have been working with CEOs at businesses, they train teachers, they have recently started working with service providers and nonprofits. And like even my daughter's school, I realized that they were teaching a design thinking class in her school because the teacher had been trained at Stanford on how to do it. And the whole idea between what they're trying to do is how to think like a designer. And for those of you that don't know, a designer is different than an artist But one of the things that I really love about how designers think is they are trying to design solutions for common problems. An example would be, we need a chair that is easier for someone who has lost part of their sight to be able to sit down in. How do we redesign the chair so that it's easier to see? And then a designer would come up with multiple solutions. So you take that way of thinking of like, how do we redesign our community, our church, our Sunday morning service? And so they have their steps of design process. And so in, in my experience, last four years working with Methodist churches in the Pacific Northwest, I started thinking, how do I tweak this process a little bit to make it applicable? And so in this guide, we're really going to take you through the first three steps. And that kind of gives you the foundation to go through this process. And we're just going to introduce the last steps, but we're going to take you through every single part of the first three. Yeah. And and the reason for that is we want to make sure you have a really solid foundation in order to move forward with a creative idea and a creative solution for your community. And we just want to make sure that we get you off on the right foot and in the right trajectory. 
Yeah, so for the rest of this guide and the rest of this podcast, Elle and I will both be speaking from our own experiences working with Methodist churches, or from me growing up in the Methodist church, and pulling from our experiences as creative consultants to help make sure you feel most prepared as you go through this guide. Yeah, and our goal is for you to come up with something really cool that is really helpful and really sustainable in your community Um, which means you might disagree with some of the things we're saying, and that's great. We don't want you to adopt everything that we're saying and do it exactly the way we're saying it. We just want to spark a little bit of a fire interest or an idea that maybe you'll disagree with, and then it'll help you come up with another idea that works really well. Thanks for joining us on this process. We're really excited about doing this with you. Thanks for listening to a little bit about why we created it and why we love creativity so much and why we hope you will too.